you want to save money on your trading card purchases, we have a promo link uh, over at 50cards.shop. Enter the promo code at night to get 5% off your order. Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night, your weekly Vanguard podcast that's been delayed by a day because now we're on Thursdays. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Root Beer. I have ice cream. Is that is that a drumstick? Yeah. Oh man, I haven't had a drumstick in forever, or just ice cream in forever. It's been too long. Gotta gotta go to a cold stone or something. I hate salt and straw. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever been to salt and straw? Nope. It's like the most punchable. It's the most punchable ice cream place I've ever been to. They have like flavors that shouldn't be ice cream. Like, all right, we got rhubarb. Like, can I just get? Like vanilla, vanilla school? No, okay. That sounds less than ideal. Yeah, go get a drumstick instead. Uh, so, uh, we're going to talk about Chronojet and his return to Overdress. Uh, but first, quick thing about the um, about the misprints. <laughs> yeah. So, in case you somehow haven't noticed by now. Uh, V Collection Volume 5 and 6 have been misprinted to hell and back. Like, I think about half of the cards in there are just, like, wrong. And that's not counting all of, like, the miscuts and, like, weird blurry text. Yeah, like, cards just not having foiling. Link Joker had literally all of its cards messed up. All of them. New reprints, new stuff, all of it. Uh, Sword Magician Sarah from Pale Moon doesn't have a rarity. It's just, (laughs) it looks like a double art. Uh, Does it even look like a double art? Like, the pictures I saw, it didn't shine at all. It just looked like a common. Uh, I I have copies of it. You want me to run to the other room and get it? I mean, sure. Here's my copies of Sword Magician Sarah. And they're Mm -hmm. like, there's a little bit of shine, but not very much. Yeah. I see. uh, Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I completely forgot to buy cards in the set, and now I'm like, <laughs> do I wait? <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good idea. So, there's just a ton of cards that just have the wrong text on them, and it's very extensive because some of them significantly change how the card would be played. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So, some of them are just funny. Like, I think uh, Valley Sword Reverse just has the word from in its card text twice. Like, right. from, from. Like hand, rear guard, etc. That's pretty funny. Uh, and then there are like weird ones like Amon, they got his name wrong. So the reverse version of Amon has always just been Demon Marquis Amon Reverse, but the original one was D- uh, Demon World Marquis Amon. So for some reason, they put the world in the reverse version, which if you wanted to play both copies of I'm on reverse in the same deck. You technically can, although you can't now because they are out of it. Right. Um, Tyranno Legend mm-hmm. for Ancient Dragon, that first ability where it gets 10k when you play it, mm-hmm. uh, there's a misprint that makes it look like it's permanent, which would be admittedly <laughs> pretty funny if that really was the case. Yeah. Sounds sick. Uh, What's the problem? I know, right? <laughs> um, uh, one of the, reg- the regalia grade 2 just lets you put two regalia into your soul. It doesn't specify where from, so you can just reach over to your opponent's deck box and soul charge two regalias. That's pretty funny. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see what else. And then there's this my... And then uh, Glendios, they got the text correct on one skill and then wrong on the other one, which is hilarious. So What do you mean right all on of one? Glendi- so all of Glendius's ability specifies like a backwards R unit, so it counts the rebirth. But and so for one of the printed abilities, they just put like when your R unit, but then the other ability says when your reverse unit. So it doesn't count the rebirth anymore. So they got the text wrong between two skills on the same card. It's almost impressive, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Um just minor things like uh, Genovius only checks for rested front row, but the current one says all units rested. Uh, things like Giraffa and Jugs Max Max specify when units are placed instead of rear guards, which is actually kind of significant for Juggernaut. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just stuff like that. So 
Bushiro did announce today that, you know, they're aware of all of the many, many, many problems, and that they're going to be starting an exchange program for, like, replacement cards. Uh, we haven't gotten the details of how that's going to work yet, obviously. They just announced it, but... Yeah. That's nice that it's an exchange program instead of outright just being like, yeah. all right, we're reprinting them, we gotta get them all again. Like, yeah, so let me just share the tweet really quickly. And um, I'm too lazy to switch to my second screen. So. That's okay. There. there you go. Yeah, so we apologize for the inconvenience due to the card errors, blah, 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 usual corporate speak, and are currently arranging to produce replacement cards for exchange for all affected cards. So, you know, like it says there, you're going to... It seems like you're going to be able to exchange them, just we don't know the details of how that's going to work yet. Mm -hmm. Um... I imagine that's going to be harder in places outside of Japan where mm -hmm. uh, the community is a little more like spread out. Um, yeah. Like, like even in California, the difference between two locals is like most of LA that yeah, but, granted that's LA. Yeah, This still. is one of those, like this is directly an us problem. So they got to mm -hmm. have to figure it out somehow, but yeah, apparently we've, we've just been having QC issues for a while now. Like, apparently, like, printings and foil... There have been a lot of, like, miscuts and weird foilings. Mm -hmm. I looked at the current list of erratas. It seems like, for the most part, like, D-series cards haven't been too significantly affected by just wrong text. Mm -hmm. Like, it looks like recently Record of Ragnarok had a few erratas on it, but it seems like, for the most part, like, the V-collections... Because I'm looking back at, like, past erratas, too, and it looks like a lot of, like, premium stuff has had to be eroded. Yeah. Um, and most of the time, if it turns out to be significant or something that your opponent could point out, you'd just be the guy, w like, with a screenshot. Be like, can't have it's not, not completely wrong, you know? You're not allowed to have phones. You have to, like, physically print them all out. That and is even real. then, it might result in a judge call. So at that point, what do you do? Just be like, I know it's right. You you call the judge because you yep. have to. And then hope the judge sides with you? That's a little messed up. I mean, judges should be able to look up erratas and see what the correct text is. Yeah, but... So yeah, at that point, it really is just like, get a judge over. Mm -hmm. And that's just if you know the card is wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Not everyone's going to keep an extensive list of erratas with them at all times. So if your and opponent you just says... To. Yeah, so if your opponent's just like, oh yeah, my card does this, you just kind of have to shrug your shoulders and, like, take their word for it, right? If you don't know the card is wrong. Locals, it doesn't really matter, right? You can, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're not supposed to have phones, but who gives a fuck? It's locals. Um, yeah, lo I mean, locals is just up to your locals how to decide it, but yeah. yeah. This is a huge problem. Like, having cards just be printed wrong is a very bad thing. It's also bad uh, for getting people into the game, because when you're trying to teach somebody how a deck works, and you go, no, 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 that, like, you're, you know, don't follow the evidence of your eyes and ears. Mm -hmm. 1984. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's a little, uh, little sketchy, for sure. Yep. And, like I said, apparently these have, this has been a problem for a while now, I think. It's just gaining attention now because the recent V collection, it was so widespread, you can't ignore it. That's true. Well, because before it would just be like, oh yeah, that one card in that one clan. Usually it was in a clan that not a lot, a lot of people cared about this, but this was everybody! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So. so, yeah. Hopefully they just change, like, printing companies or something because mm -hmm. this just sucks. And this and also is why get, copy editors are important. Bushiro yeah, and also, like, hire better copy editors. Holy yeah. shit. I, I'm looking for work, Bushiro. <laughs> <laughs> You've been awfully quiet, Matt. Is there anything? I mean, I don't really have much to say about the misprints. Oh, okay. I mean, they're, yeah. they're pretty bad, but, like, I don't know. I just can't care. <laughs> can't care. It's a problem. Fix it already. Moving on. Yeah. So, Chronojet. What? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh, this hell is the yeah. most bizarre thing. 
I don't think I could have predicted this if you gave me like twenty timelines. I don't think anybody predicted this. So, to those who don't know, they are bringing Chrono Jet Dragon and Striding, the, the, not yeah. just from deck, like they have a G Zone again into Overdress. Yeah. Now you need to be more specific from than that. They're not Fine. just bringing back Chrono Jet. They are bringing back GTD01 Chrono Jet as it was. 11k like gb2 it gains 5k and your opponent can't call it sentinels and when you stride it can like counter blast one put something to bottom of deck or something like that i have an important yes. question does uh -huh. it have persona ride or is it just like a normal guy i think it's just a normal guy it is exactly the same as it was because the original version is going to be playable in d all right so i guess I have another question, which I don't think any of us can answer quite yet. What the hell does GB2 mean in D format? So, it has the same text, like reminder text, right? Yeah, they're they're bringing back like an actual G zone that goes like with your yeah. like goes next to your ride deck. You have a G zone, uh, and it functions exactly the way the G zone does right now, including the current stride rules. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's kind of a trip. Now, granted, that here, I'll just share it so YouTube people have something to look at. Um, okay. So, <laughs> looks a little different. Um, yeah, active if you have two or more cards face up it, in total on your Vanguard Circle or G-Zone. When it attacks... Plus 5k. Cannot call grade 1 or greater units. So they're doing it like... Glory the old, skill. Yeah, the old Sentinel block, because uh, Perfect Guards used to be all grade 1s. Uh, and then yep. during... This text is exactly the same as it was before. Yep, 11k. No Persona Ride, like you were asking, Matt. And, uh, yeah, you can just use this. Now, when they... The, the point of Deer Chronicle is that they travel through time. All these things with like striding the lore reasons are, are supposed to be like different timelines so it uh -huh. stands to reason that gear chronicle was going to show up eventually in uh, oh yeah i mean like in terms of what encounter cards are being made they're just printing main character cards right mm -hmm. it's like majesty lord the you know dragonic overlord phantom blaster and now chrono jet they're just like going right. through all of the main character units yeah um I think it's interesting that they're putting this back into. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. And they did reveal like what's going on with the stride rules. I don't know if it's going to be on. Yeah, English so Twitter from this week includes dark states, uh, so you can use all this stuff in uh, in whatever if you yep. wish to. Um, well, it, the, what? Well, it includes the dark states like over trigger, but like. Right, jet but itself is a jet itself problem. is, but like we haven't seen all of the cards that are coming back in. The I assume they're going to function the way encounter cards all do, in that they're all gear chronicle. Mm -hmm. Upstream dragon, smoke gear, mm -hmm. Bollock, which was the dude with the boomerang, right? Yeah, major uh, gear dragon. They've already revealed that uh, what's the PG is going to just be a DPG. Hmm. So, oh, like, the free if you have one or less cards in the hand? Mm -hmm. thing? Yes. Yeah. I believe that's what it said on stream. I don't read the moon runes, but that's what I heard people saying. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> not really a reason to not do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then... And so, I they said next stage is being retrained. I don't know if they're just going to, like, put the exact same text as the original next stage on it or not. The but drop three, restand. Or go back to G-Zone, stay in your Vanguard, whatever. Yeah. And I think you needed to be on Jet or have Chrono Jet name. I think so, like as part as your heart card or something. Mm -hmm. um, Next stage. So uh, yeah, if you have a heart card with Chrono Jet Dragon in the same. So stands to reason that uh, because of like what this is going to look like in Dark States that. Having the not Persona Ride, not 13k base, 
uh, means that the rest of the stuff has to be at least somewhat good for the the TD to be worth it. Otherwise, it it seems like the since they're updating the PG to just work the same as other DPGs, I have to assume the rest of the cards are going to be retrained. It mm-hmm. seems like Chrono Jet specifically, they wanted to keep it in line with the premium version of it. Right. Which does bring up something. Well, first, how do we feel about this? I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm weirdly okay with it. Like, from like a... I hate I hate the lore. I give no shits about the lore. Yeah. But well, for we don't, once... I'm not talking about this from like a lore perspective. No, no, just no. Like, it mm-hmm. make it makes sense thematically. How about that? Thematically, okay. it makes sense with how the game works and how they've like marketed mm-hmm. Gear Chronicle. It fits exactly for them to just Kramer their way into uh, you know overdress and be like, surprise, we're back. Like, fine. Uh, if if it turns out to be like you know another Dark States mm-hmm. deck that does a thing, fine, have fun. I don't have a problem with it. And, yeah, it looks like the triggers are all just being updated to, like, D triggers. Mm-hmm. That's cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, uh, as far as how I feel, like, I think it's fine for the most part. You know, it's a pipeline to premium is what a lot of people have been taking away from this. Mm, like, introducing awesome. the stride mechanic, especially, like, old concepts like GB is a good way to, like, lead people into premium when you already have kind of the tools necessary for it. Uh, I'm a little annoyed they decided not to update the stat line. I think that is going... For using this in standard, that's going to be a bit of a problem, just because, like, there are going to be times where you don't hit good numbers because you're 11 instead of 13, but there's also going to be times where your opponent can hit good numbers against you because you're 11 and not 13. Mm-hmm. Like, Especially grade threes. A vanilla column with a grade three boosted by a grade one is exactly 21. Yeah. That is math, yeah. They yeah. gotta, uh, they gotta have something like, they gotta have someone with some oof or just like, yeah. uh, old upstream dragon put itself to 13k. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. that's gonna happen again, but. It would we'll be say. so funny if they reprinted Melum and it still only became 11k. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, Melum's not in the set. This is going to be, like, a special pre-constructed set, so all of the Gear Chronicle stuff is just in this box. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. So, You're yeah. ruining my hopes and dreams. I understand that. <laughs> yeah, but this does highlight problems that, like, as the game has advanced through its various reboots, like, things have changed, right? Like, the different power level is the most obvious one, where... During the V-boot, they just decided arbitrarily, I guess to like help distinguish the new format, that they were just going to increase power level across the board. Yeah, and then do that weird like rock, attempted rock-paper-scissors thing with the 12, 12, 13. That did not work, and I still... Like, it was one of those, like when it happened, I think we didn't think about it that much, but in hindsight... Seeing how little it has done in terms of, like, what becomes meta, but it is still annoying from, like, a gameplay-to-gameplay moment, it feels mm-hmm. very much like the overtrigger in that regard, where, like, it's just this annoying thing that you have to remember every now and then, and yeah. it doesn't necessarily change, like, what becomes meta, and so I feel like at this point, especially when V is at the whole, like, homogenous everything-does-everything point in the game... Like, this has been a really, like, awkward change that just makes it harder to cro- to cross formats. Right. And, like, also, like, in hindsight, the fact that we now have, like, different power numbers means that stuff like this, where they're suddenly bringing back these old legacy cards, is really weird, because it's just smaller than everything else. Good luck, mate. Like, honestly, like, I think... Somebody talked about it, has been talking about it recently, where or people in general have been talking about it like recently of just like ejecting V and also probably premium just into the sun and just dropping them entirely. I disagree with dropping premium. I would happily eject V into the sun given the opportunity. I think me too. Um, 
despite me like slowly coming around on it, it just feels like a half measure. Just yeah. like, it's especially frustrating. Like I, I've noticed this in my locals where you have a bunch of people show up and then depending on who else is there, they'll be like, Oh, it's all standard people. I, I just brought V shit, see ya, and then turn around and leave. Mm-hmm. Um so unless you want to be the guy who has a thing for every format, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that's uh very frustrating, right? Yeah. So like I disagree with the idea of like ejecting premium just because there are all these old cards that people still want to play and having an eternal format is a good thing for that. I just don't like that because they keep making all these like structural changes to the game, like it's really hard to put some of these things back in the box and it makes it so that it effectively like you can't really play like your old decks in premium because a lot of them are just outdated. Mm-hmm. And you know, any times these old cards cross over into the current meta, it's usually not anything good. It's al- it's always like un- unfortunate or degenerate, right? Or yeah. I think like the that. only thing that's like vaguely normal is people in Night Rose deck play the Break Ride Night Mist because you can call extra cards. Yeah, and that's not broken. And that's the only that's the only like normal interaction. Everything else is like recently people have been playing the Descendant cards that let you ride up in Eradicators because the meta is so friggin' degenerate. The only way you win is to sometimes cheese it out by superior riding to Descendant and striding before your opponent. Or um, what's that that grade two that like you intercept with it? Oh yeah, unruly dragon. Unruly I mean that dragon. one is like normal, right? Like archetype yeah. name. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be a good card. Yeah. Like, but you know, you have all these like degenerate interactions, and then also like V itself. I feel like structurally has created problems for the games. In hindsight, gifts were a mistake. Honestly, this is even in hindsight. Like I think we decided gifts were a mistake halfway through V. When they introduced gift twos, basically. Yeah, I mean, here's here's the thing: we are in a unique position as Vanguard players, where someone can go back and go see what our positions are, us included. Are we mm-hmm. going to do it? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure, like halfway through V, we already decided that gifts were a mistake. But you know, I yeah. think. They have completely warped the way the game is currently played in those respective formats where... Excel 2 especially. Yeah. It's all like... It's less about the extra circle and the 5k and more about... No, that's also... I mean, that's also significant, right? Like, any deck that can stack Excel gifts really quickly just have extra attacks. Mm -hmm. And then they also get a bunch of cards on top of it. That's the thing, is the... Getting the cards to then fill those spaces. Um, Yeah. Like, so, you know, Gold Paladin being the most egregious example, right? Like now. honestly, like another another thing in favor of me just ejecting V entirely, like not just stopping support for the format, like retro like actually just saying no, you can't play V cards anymore. It's just like how bad gifts are. It's never going to happen. I don't think they can do that. I think they would probably destroy the game's reputation if they did. I but, think you we're know. too we're too far in it. Yeah. Just like, you know, Genie, grant a wish, I could just snap my fingers and, like, V never happened. Monkey's paw. Game (laughs) game dice. Uh. (laughs) Right. But yeah, like, I think we had this conversation before where, like, I think gifts overall might have been worse for the game than the over-trigger. I don't know how I feel about that. Because I think, like, with gifts, there have been some interesting design aspects of it and, like, play mm-hmm. style and things like that. Overtrigger has just been shit all the way down. Yeah. That's so, true. That's why I think it's worse. Yeah. So, my stance on this is, like, overtriggers are really annoying from a gameplay perspective. Like, seeing the overtrigger is really annoying and r- kind of ruins your day. But in terms of, like, what defines the meta, I don't think it's had an effect in that way. I think, like, Gifts have warped the, like what becomes meta because like decks that can take advantage of gifts better than other decks usually end up being good, you know. And there are also a bunch of mechanics that like 
fundamentally may not have been that powerful, but then when you throw gifts into the mix, become really degenerate. So, like, what's currently happening with Odysseus, if it was limited to just, like, okay, you start on one of the power-minusing cards and then go into Odysseus, your numbers are, like, kind of big. You know, I think that would be annoying, possibly, like, oppressive, but, you know, I think more people would be willing to wait it out, but the fact that you just get, like, draw four cards, have four extra circles, which also translates to four extra attacks, mm -hmm. on top of, like, being able to minus your opponent's power and then rewrite into Genovius. Like, that's extremely oppressive and degenerate, and these decks can just kill you turn three immediately. Like, in V format, when Luard was first coming out, like, being able to ride up early and get everything happening was very strong in and of itself. The deck was already good, but then... The fact that, like, as you're going through that, you're stacking, like, three, four force markers, you know, that just makes it so much worse, where now your columns are fuck-off huge while you're already gaining all this advantage and getting criticals on everything. Like, decks that have been able to, like, spam out markers, for the most part, have just been, like, in the meta. I think... Uh, well, Mordred, back when that first came out, like, being able to make extra attacks with Blaster Dark, and then also just stacking extra Force Markers on top of it. Uh, you know, Luard, obviously. I think Rivier probably would have been good pre-Arada regardless, just because you can re-ride your Vanguard, like, three, four times, but the fact that you keep getting bigger and bigger by stacking Force Markers, uh, you know, the Wise Men loop in Premium coming back the second time when they printed... Leipnir, like, the fact that you can just put Excel 2 on, or Force 2 on that and just have a crit while you're already ha going through all this ridiculous power. Mm -hmm. a, a lot of these could be fixed with hard ones per turns, which, yeah. uh, they, which they've done it in the past, right, Nevin? Yeah. They've done it a lot. They just kind of stop. Yeah, that's another thing about V, is, like, they just, they figured out how to balance cards, and then they just kind of stopped halfway through. Yeah, it's uh, like. Oh, yeah, and of course, like Percival, step, you know, spamming gifts out. Yeah. I think right now, I think in the current meta, even like Highlander, you can spam out a bunch of gifts by rewriting. Anjay also creates a force gift on her own, so you can make like a 30k restander really easily. Uh, I, said, I mentioned Gurgit already. I think Thavos, yeah. it's not like a direct thing. You get your extra Excel marker at the end, but I think like as the game goes on, it stacks up and gives of us a higher ceiling than other aqua force decks being able to make the extra excel circles yeah it's and then it's implicit I, with things like that and chrono jet mm -hmm. but um i wonder what would happen if uh like if they changed the ruling on excel 2 to have your draws be at the end of the turn um or something like that if that would help um Either that or or they start either that or they do the nuclear option, which is make any extra gifts be a hard once per turn. Right? You get one from writing, and you can get one from effects, and the end. They've done that, it. That would have repercussions for things like astro poets. I don't think they're going to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm not entirely sure. Um, yeah, I mean the problem is like they keep printing cards that give you extra circles, and I think that just fundamentally breaks the pacing of like getting gifts you know i think gifts were fine when you only got one per turn but then you know they keep printing all these cards that give you extra gifts and you know once that stuff's out there it's kind of impossible to put it back in the box without just banning half of the cards that are playable right now yeah um it's I mean, so I, I mean, they could do that. Like, they could implement a ruling that you can... Oh, no, I don't think they can, because then Astro Poets still get fucked. So they'd I, have to, like... They would have to do something where, like, you can't stack gift markers very easily, except for, like, the one or two decks where that's their gimmick. I don't know. I feel like the easiest way to do it is just change Excel 2 to be get your draws at the end of the turn. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that that way the the implicit problem of making more rearguard circles and then getting the cards to fill them 
Yeah, uh, I mean, is that's, separated. So. That still doesn't even solve Gold Paladin because, like, Percival also gets you the Aglaveil. Yeah, that's true. But it, it's uh, well, instead of being like a plus two, it's plus one. Mm -hmm. It's easier easier to deal with. But yeah, I think like for the game in terms of like warping the meta, I think gifts have had a much bigger impact while also being very frustrating from a gameplay to gameplay moment because like. If your deck can't take advantage of your gift as well as the deck you're playing against, that's already fundamentally annoying. Mm -hmm. And then, like, those decks also tend to be stronger in the meta. Yeah, there, there's very rare instances of either G uh, mm -hmm. bosses being the, th the right of choice or uh, uh, overdress stuff. Yeah. And but when it is, it's, like, a big deal. Yeah, but even then, like, the thing that people are giving up most of the time are protect gifts. The worst one offensively. Mm -hmm. like, or, yeah. or you can be crazy like me and try and put Flydeberg in Aqua Force. But that's yeah, but you have a stupid. stride that makes an Excel circle. That's true. <laughs> yeah, so, like so. every time you trade off, it's either because you can already make it up or because you're playing the worst gift so you don't care about an extra PG. Mm -hmm. Right, because like uh, Shield Fisher, people were experimenting with that in Mega Colony and Night Rose. Both of those are protect decks. Mm -hmm. You know, same thing with Flagberg in like Mega Colony. That's another a protect deck. Uh, what mm -hmm. else is there? I think like Borrow Magnus makes its way into DI, which they don't bother riding Borrow Magnus. You want to get it off No Life King, but also that's a protect deck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, we we made a video uh, where it's like. D series bosses you can use in other clans. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's aged kind of poorly. Like I, I <laughs> thought you could use uh, what's what's her face Tamayura in Tachikaze because of the free five k. Um, but Honestly, it turned if I was going to do anything with Tamayura, it would be in Murakumo where you can like Shirayuki, but also everything has stealth in the name, so some of Tamayura support synergizes with that. That's another thing. Um, and the obvious cheese yeah. ones are like Barra Magnus and Greedon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. People are playing Greed on in like Pale Moon, I think, but that's because there's a really degenerate loop deck. There is, and then also the uh, Spike Brothers in in Greed on, but that's like mm -hmm. because you can cheese the double restand. Uh, yeah. So basically, like the only reason people give up gifts is either some sort of ridiculous cheese deck or their protect gifts, and they don't care that much. So. I, I think, like, overdress bosses, the only time... So, mm -hmm. Another thing is, like, if the 13k base, or in Shield Fisher's case, 18k base, is enough to uh, yeah to help defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Uh, well, another thing is that, like... Oh, uh, shoot. I've, I had a train of thought, and I'm starting to loot. Right, right, right. Like, as we've gone through the formats, like, some decks have changed what their playstyles are since G. So we have this dual problem of, like, trying to fit a square or peg into a round hole as far as, like, putting in your new support into an existing clan where the strides aren't there to really support it because they only make one premium set a year. Mm -hmm. And so they're constantly playing catch-up. But I think the problem also goes in reverse, where there are a bunch of these old G-era cards that could still be playable in the modern format, if not for the fact that they've had to, like, drop what they're doing and try to support a different playstyle all of a sudden. Like, so many old cards were keyword-locked because that was the flavor of the format. Mm -hmm. And so, you either can't use those strides with the new support because they don't have the right keywords, or, like, your boss unit actually wanted the keywords on the stride, so... Now you're stuck playing this horribly outdated deck that doesn't have modern stat lines that just can't keep up. So, like, I'm in favor of keeping premium around, but they have to do, like, extensive work to make the format, like, better. A more extensive ban list, like, more comprehensive support, both for, like, old existing, like, keywords and stuff from G that have been left behind, but also getting strides that are up to date with like the current cards because you know you're not gonna play prison in any of the stargate decks right like that's so specific 
Unless someone you, figures it out. Usually when people yeah. play Prison in Stargate, it's literally just for the Soul Charge. That's it. Yeah, but, you know, that play style is so specific and so different from anything that anything else is doing that it needs, like, targeted support if you wanted it to be viable in premium. So they would have to make a stride that benefits from imprisoning things. You know, and that's kind of the same for like a lot of the other decks too. It's just prison is the easiest example of this does something completely different from anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the premium decks that have had crossover with standard recently are just the ones that have generic mechanics like Flagberg just restands things, Borrow Magnus just plays well, Borrow Magnus and Greedon just play with the soul. Mm-hmm. So and also Some things are I just think, gonna be easier than mm-hmm. others. And part of the problem, too, is just they keep making these fucking collab sets. So, you know... They really gotta stop with that. Like, two, three sets a year that could be going to, like, better premium or just standard support. Or even just a break month. Like, you know what? We're not releasing a product right now. Instead, they're giving us, like, Shaman King Volume 2. And that, that has the side effect of, like, because we get these collab sets, you know, three, four months after Japan... Every now and then, it just interrupts the current flow of releases. Mm-hmm. So that was something that other people have talked about, where the gap between products right now is so large. You know, everything's like two, three months behind Japan now that it's hard to be excited because you see this thing and then you're like, oh, yeah, you know, three months later, we're going to get this because it's being interrupted by like Shaman King or Record of Ragnarok that nobody cares about. Bushi, we know that you don't want to make it hard for us by releasing a set that we're not going to cover. But, like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. And, the, <laughs> uh, and then there's just stuff like Monster Strike, where, like, we're never going to get it, but it's just taking up a month of reveals. Yeah. Um... Like, honestly, like, if we were to have an idealized version of the game going forward... If I could snap my fingers and make everything, like, 11, 9, and 7 again, like, I would. I would probably eject V and all of its associated changes into the sun, because I think they've been overall terrible for the game. So, so are, are we talking, like, never, are you, like, going back in time and preventing it, or are you doing, like, a Thanos snap? Like, either or, honestly, but, like, <laughs> okay, you know, I... I feel like it would be nice if things were the old numbers again, just so there's consistency between formats and people don't get confused. I would erase everything V brought to the game. I don't really like gifts, like the weird power discrepancy, obviously, but also like the current stride rules have been abused more often than not. The what was it, Thailand? Their uh, yeah, their their rules are are pretty solid. Where it just if you have Strip been on grade three at some point. Yeah, if it's both players were at grade three at some point, you can stride. But yeah, Which, uh, you know, yeah. the current stride rules where it's like both players grade three, or if you were already at grade three at the start of your turn, has been abused more often than not, right? So, ride down decks like Pelman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not even ride like ride up decks too. Like, remember the year of Ezel? Well, that's true, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, even right now, people are doing it with Descendant. It's bricky and inconsistent, but they can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, same Just thing with the Riviere deck, where it can do both. Yeah. Um, you know? Ride down, you have Chronojet, Thavis, um, Pale Moon, and then, like mm-hmm. you said, Riviere and Ride yeah. Enough. So, yeah, like, the current stride rules, I think... The idea was solid when they first released. I think when they first put out the rules, that we were like, yeah, why wasn't this always the rule? But with the benefit of hindsight, like now that everything is much faster, the ability to stride before your opponent by, by riding up is just silly. And they've had to ban a bunch of otherwise probably fine cards because of it. So, like, Bende is banned in premium, even though no one plays it just because you can ride up. I think no one is doing anything with, like, Embodiment of Victory Aleph, but you can technically ride up with it, and if Kagero ever gets a good stride, that could be something you have to think about. One thing I do like about uh, Gifts 
is that like a lot of the V series uh, grade threes have like a solid grade three turn to like mm -hmm. shore up your defenses before your opponent does the backswing with with uh, stride. Yeah. I think like the current pacing where like you can still use like standard grade three boss units and have an early game is fine. Mm -hmm. That was a huge problem with G era was that like there was no early game. Yeah. It's just like things like being able to stack gifts. Like the current stride rules, where you can ride up and stride on your opponent and just cheese the game that way. Like I think those have been like net negatives for the game, and if I could just eject them entirely, I would. Unfortunately, I think this is one of those like now that it's out there, it's impossible to put it back in the box without significant changes to the game that may or may not kill it. I think they just need to be more okay with uh, frequent like banlist changes instead of it just mm -hmm. being this herculean task of like i mean oh god we've made a mistake relax it's okay if something goes crazy no i think they're doing more regular banlists the banlists just suck yeah but that's what i'm saying like they have to acknowledge that crazy things will happen and that it's okay for them to like hit stuff like yeah. the double mystery flare and now ripples that are mm -hmm. uh, you know cats out of the bag we like they're yeah. probably going to, like, mess some stuff up. Yeah, we're getting a strategy presentation in September, and, you know, the current pace of releases is that, like, every strategy presentation, there's going to be a new ban list. So we do have a semi-consistent schedule. They just have to make the ban list actually good. Right, yeah. Um, Matt, you, you got anything? Mm, yeah, I hope there's... I don't, I don't know if you can kill these formats again. <laughs> I mean, I expect them to stop supporting V much sooner. Or, like, I, I expected them to stop supporting V already, to be yeah. honest. It's Honestly. a miracle that V collections are still coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, but you have kind of, like, two formats that are big memes. <laughs> uh, so, mm -hmm. I don't know. What would you call the sets if they were to just stop doing V? And just kept premium and overdress. I mean, you just get, you just keep premium the current name of releases like you know premium collection and then DBT whatever. Yeah. Like so, like so you I just said, call like, it premium collections. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, I think premium collection could benefit from more main deck cards. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I have suggested this in the past, where like they could just release rear guards in these premium collections, and that would mm -hmm. be kind of cool. You know. A lot of old play styles that could still be viable if they just bothered to support them. Yeah, some some clans like really had their keywords matter, and others it was just kind of an afterthought. Like Engorge was so well like uh, made for Tachikaze compared to something like I don't know Success. Like mm -hmm. wasn't really uh, it was just kind of there. Mm -hmm. Yep. One issue, too, is that they feel the need that every clan needs to get the same amount of support in these sets. Mm -hmm. So that you have, even if like a clan that's under-supported is getting cards, also clans that have routinely been supported are also getting the same amount of cards. Yeah. Which is a continuous problem. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's not a problem in the sense of like, oh, well, why shouldn't they get cards? It's like, well, what's your goal out of this set? Mm-hmm. I think that's a pertinent question to ask. Like, for example, things like Nova Grappler, now Mega Colony, uh, yeah. <laughs> things of that nature, where they should be getting the lion's share of stuff compared to like your Paladins. Um, mm -hmm. Even although that does sell the set more, so that's also yeah. something to, to consider. Like, I mean, quality of support matters too. If they just gave the already strong decks like a bunch of bad gimmicky cards. And made some of the weaker and brought some of the weaker clans up a bit with like really good support that would probably even things out too. You know, why is Nova Grappler getting three different boss units that are all bad? I mean, there's an enigma in DP as well because <laughs> they want to uh, uh, make TIE Fighter cry. That's why. <laughs> True. Um, how would you guys feel if the, the clans that are generally in better positions when the when this yearly set comes around? gets more reprints than new cards and then 
the plans that are like maybe in more dire straits get more newer. I, I think there's a, a fundamental issue with that in that we are assuming that Bushiroad knows what clans are better positioned than others. Yeah. I mean, or I cares. Think, they might yeah. not even give a shit. No, I think they give a shit because in the past, Bushiroad has been really petty and like when a clan tops that they didn't want to top, they will just, the next set will just have the most ass support ever. Can you oh, give me uh, an example? I, I'm I'm trying to think yeah. of one. Uh, I know that happened with like Seven Seas, where they like, oh, you know, yeah. the Seven Seas rush deck happened, and then after that, everything suddenly had a grade three requirement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm trying. I feel like it sort of happened with ZTVs, where it's like kind of a soft reboot of the whole clan. You know, it took a couple sets for them to get back up, where like all the time leap shit was really broken, and then they released ZTBs that was completely different. And like the first wave of support out of like set nine was really bad. Yeah, it was all like nickel and dime shit, and then you know slowly they got back up there. Like Sukuyomi was good, and then OTT stopped being a clan for all the way up until GBT twelve. <laughs> That's like. That's like, uh, there was like some news story where um, I think it was like like a, a teacher in Oklahoma said to her students like, hey, did you know you can you can have access to like MIT's like virtual library or like so, some like big college's library and then they put her on leave? <laughs> Just because awesome. she told them that. Like, also, for the one that actually happened, like, Nubatama, the discard mechanic, I think they thought was broken, so they just did not make a new Nubatama card until halfway through Break Ride. Yeah, but they at least made Markuma in the interim. Yeah. I mean, there were some good cards in there, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, you know, sometimes that just happens, where, like, Bushiro decides that they hate this clan in particular and just gives them the most garbage support imaginable. I think my favorite saga is during the era when uh, Murakumo was like the testing ground for whatever new whatever new ability they were going to put on a card. <laughs> they would give it to Murakumo, overcost it to hell, and be like, uh, here you go. And then yeah. later, at some point, they'll just give it to some other clan and then be like, eh, it's like a Soul Blast. Yeah, Shiraku Buster. Hmm. It's like, uh, what's it called? When you're a younger sibling, right? Like, yeah. all, all the shit was on the older sibling, and then... Yeah. Yeah. Shake my head. Yep. Yeah. Like, Shibaraku Buster was like, Counter Blast 1, Soul Blast 2, Discard a card, and then, what's Alfred Holy Saver? Like, a Counter Blast? Uh, it might actually be a Soul Blast. Oh. You see. Uh, no, it's a Counter Blast. Just okay. Counter Blast... Oh, no, you do still have to discard a card for Alfred, but, you know, Shibaraku Buster has the same cost of, like, Counter Blast 1, but you also, and discard a card, but you also have to Soul Blast 2. Yeah, and the and Solar you, was not free. Yeah. Oh, and, like, it only dr performs a drive check for the first battle, I think. Oh, no. Oh, no, I, I think it was, the, the kicker was that Alfred Holy Saver had to do it on a Blaster Blade. And Shibaraku Buster could do it on anything, and that was their justification no, for it? No, Shibaraku yeah. Buster had to choose something with the same name. Son of a bitch. on the board. Oh. Well, thanks, I hate it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. no, you had to choose a card on the... Choose a unit, search your deck for something with the same name, and then it performs a drive check for the first battle. But note you could just is, choose your Vanguard. Yeah. But yeah, but note that this is just a regular drive check where... Alfred can choose any blast, any rearguard with Blaster Blade in its name, and it just gets Twin Drive. So even if you chose the Grade 2 Blaster Blade, it gets the Twin Drive anyways. You don't have to, like, specifically search out a Grade 3. You're killing me. <laughs> yeah, and then... Good times. Yeah, I think... And then Homer Raider was, like, one of the earlier restanding strides, but it had... Okay. But that one's one of the better ones, actually. <laughs> of, like, the dumb, like, Counter Blast 2 restand. Yeah. Because of uh, He Done Scroll. Mm. But that's the only card that makes it worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah, you have to, like, choose three things with the same name and return them to deck. But yeah, like, it does feel like some... I feel like I had better examples of this in my head, and I now just can't think of them. But yeah, sometimes Bushiro just gets really petty. It, that, that was a, a smorgasbord 
of different examples over like what four clans, you're fine. Trust yeah. me. Um, I'm not I, convinced that Boucherot is petty. I just think they just like I don't know if I think Boucherot has an idea of how they expect people to play the game. That is true. And nobody actually plays that way. Yep. Like they printed every restriction they possibly could on freezing Witch Day, and then that still made its way into Luard. I think it's something that they have to be willing to adapt to, otherwise it's just gonna be this terrible cycle of <laughs> expecting uh, you know, players to play a certain way. They don't because that's just how competitive players work. And then and then having to react to it, and then you know the, the cycle starts over again. Yeah. I mean, apparently um, they have play testers now, and they just still can't figure this out. I'm telling you, they they gotta get like champion, or you know, different bring different fight in there. I'm sure he'll <laughs> uh, have something, some nugget of knowledge to help. Like you have a bunch of YouTubers who are into the more competitive aspect of it. And I think that if you, you know, like they've shown some willingness by having like commentators, uh, you know, big YouTubers yeah. commentate. That could be us. Get us up. Um, no. <laughs> you just say I don't, no. I, I don't I, think I, any of I, us are good enough at this game to commentate properly. I trust Commander you. Jaime is, I think. I, th I feel like he's, he's won stuff. Hit him yeah. up. No, I, uh, no, I think the three of us specifically yeah. are too dumb to commentate properly, and also probably too vulgar. Well, that's sure. definitely true. I just think, I trust Peter. Mm -hmm. Peter, I'll put all my hopes and dreams on Peter, okay. one of the commentators from Bushiro. Okay, mm -hmm. he's a good guy. Yeah. yeah. No, my goal is to just play OTT in every format, including standard, and just eventually get. Bushi Road to let me reveal the next mediocre OTT stride? No. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying to people out there, do you think gifts were a mistake? Uh... <laughs> Please, t feel free yeah. to tell me how wrong I am. Yeah, tell us how wrong we are in the comments down below or on Twitter at Nexus at Night. Uh, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash Nexus at Night. You get a whole ass bonus podcast every week. Uh, with the three of us, we got merch, we got play mats, all that good stuff. Uh, tell us what you want to see. Maybe we're we're like we're working on different stuff. I'm doing Vita pre transitions. He's doing history of Vanguard. What else do you want to see from us? Let us know. Uh, at Nexus and on Twitter, Instagram. What about the rest of us? Uh, at Wiggums, uh, two G's, two Z's on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Plasma Eclipse. At Atlas Novak, Twitter or Instagram, or at my other. Uh, at Generation Dan on Twitter for my uh, other comedy podcasts, or Generation underscore Dan on Instagram. That also comes out every Thursday. So if you're a fan of Atlas Novak in particular, Thursdays are uh, fun for you now. Uh, so, Hell yeah. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Until next time, I was Atlas. I'm still Matt. I'm Root Beer. And have a good night, everybody. Yeah.